Honestly, I could listen to uh, to X all day. Yeah, welcome to the Forty Not Dead podcast. I am Five Star. I am Sir J Mart. Salute to you, my friend. Cheers, bro. Another episode. We have to keep going. Episode four, even though it's under uh, different circumstances, as you guys could see, we still got to be here. Show must go on. No excuses. That's it. That's it. The show must go on. So welcome to episode four. Uh, I wish it was under different circumstances and better circumstances for everybody, whether it's uh, the renewed lockdown. As you can see, we're not in our uh, uh, humble abodes. The studio is on lockdown. But uh, one good side of perseverance is the show must go on no matter what. Absolutely. And uh, what's a little bit of... uh... Of, of greatness without a little bit of uh, of obstacles to overcome. So this is just a, another uh, bump on the road. We've all kind of had those bumps throughout uh, the last year and change. And this is uh, this is this is small stuff compared to uh, what other people go through. You know, if one thing that I've learned is one thing that never changes, and that's change. So you got to adapt. You got to be flexible. And uh, there's always going to be hardship, whether it's professional or personal. Show must go on no matter what, and never let them. Never let them see you sweat. Absolutely. And uh, just to jump right into uh, just a couple of things before we get into the shout outs. Um, obviously, uh, we had to, you know, pay our respects to uh, to one of the one of the legends, um, somebody that uh, we both grew up listening to and a lot of people grew up listening to. And uh, we just it wouldn't feel right if, if, if we didn't start it with uh, with uh, without a little, you know, DMX mix. So. Um, you know, rest in peace to X and, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have time to get into that later, but yeah, let's, let's right off the rip, right off the beginning. Let's just say rest in peace, uh, Earl Simmons, DMX to him and his family, 
uh, our sincere condolences for sure. No doubt. Jay, another week, episode four. Yeah, you man. think that we would be here when when the lockdown was announced? What was your first reaction? Um, well, like most people, I was pretty pissed off. You know what I mean? It's um, it's hard to, yep. uh, in a personal you know light, get into a groove. You know, you start feeling the the opportunity to start going out, enjoying your time outside, doing things, feeling normal again. And um, you know, every time it gets taken away, it's it's it, it's not the best feeling in the world. And we got to start getting creative, like we have been. But um, you know, we wish that uh, we didn't have to do that. I see. I see you rocking something kind of different this week. What is that? Is that the home look? Is that the quarantine look at the crib? Oh yeah, this is just uh, you know a little bit of uh, home sophistication, uh, a little bit of what I you know wear when I'm when I'm sipping on cognac, reading a, a book. Um, I wasn't actually reading a book, but I got some back there. So um, if, right, if, if, right, if, right. if need be, intellectual vibe at the crib. I see. Yeah, you know what I mean. I uh, sometimes you got to pull it out. I had to bring back the Yankee fitted for New York, for DMX, of course, for the occasion. So even though the fade is still, you know, still good, still holding me down, I had to represent for New York. Shout out to everybody over there. And speaking of shout outs, yes, absolutely, New York. What else you got going on? Who else you want to shout out? Everybody with the positive energy and positive feedback that we've been getting. Uh, honestly, uh, something that is humbling me, as uh, as you just did. Thank you, everybody. Bless up. Uh, positive feedbacks all across the board. So everybody that's taken the time to send a love, sending their feedbacks, much appreciated. So we wouldn't be doing this show if it wasn't for everybody and the intentions that we have to do. So the fact that People are loving what they're hearing so far, and we still got much more to come. Appreciate it to everybody out there. We got more heat on the way. Quarantine or no quarantine, we got to keep it going for sure. And, you know, what's really cool about um, all the love that we're getting um, is that, like, I don't know about on your side, but, like, I've been getting a lot of love from and messages from, like, people that I don't normally talk to, like, people that, you know, we kind of, uh, were, you know, we were friends or we're acquaintances, and, you know, we didn't really keep in touch too strong. But, uh, but they've been actually going out of their way and uh, hitting me up and, and saying how much uh, some of our content, you know, just really hits them and it relates to them. And so I, I just, yeah, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to take the time to kind of reach out. But uh, anytime that, um, that, that somebody's kind of giving their flowers to you and um, it's, you know, I really appreciate that. So, uh, so much love to all, to all those people who, uh, who have been reaching out. It really feels good to know that it's hitting home. Uh, I have to had the opportunity also to connect with some people that I haven't had the privilege to speak to in years. Everything happens with a purpose. So 40 Not Dead is not for us. It's for everybody. We all in the same situation, young or old. Let's keep it pushing. Absolutely. Um, one shout out I, I want to give, if that's, if that's okay, is... The floor um, is yours. I want to give a shout out to, uh, to all the parents that are out there uh, right now. Um, it's the March break in, in, in April, you know, um, delayed spring break. So it's one thing to like be told you got to stay home, work from home, do those things. But I know that it happened before. And now, obviously with this March break and then past this, it's going to be happening again where the kids get to stay home and, uh, and it's not easy. You know what I mean? Regardless of how old they are, um, keeping a teenager or a little one entertained for eight hours a day plus, um, is, is definitely tough. So shout out to the parents stay sane um so you know. you're shouting me out i'm going through it right now my two little ones are at the crib me 
me and my wife are both working from home. We're, we're blessed to have well-mannered children, but like you said, keeping them entertained, I feel guilty when I'm not able to be out and about with them as well and enjoying nature or taking walks. Uh, we got a result to the devices, but listen, situations can always be worse, so you always got to keep it pushing. Yeah, and I'm not just shouting you out. You know, I got, I got, I got my son, and you know, three years old, he wants to like do absolutely everything. We got him. Uh, well, his 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 grandparents got him a Benz, so I've been wanting to pull that Benz out on the road, and um, that's okay. really the only, that's the only entertainment that we really have for him. We got a sandbox and this and that, but yeah. So everybody that's uh, that's with kids at home, uh, respect to you. I know it's not easy, but um, but we we love them like Noel, you know, like 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 nothing else. So um, you know, we do what we got to do. Much love. Big shout out to all the parents. Keep your head up. <laughs> on that note. Hold on. I want to give one more special shout out, actually. Back to back. Actually, well, there's a couple. Like, there's a lot of shout outs I want to give. Um, and I'm not trying to just take it all up on that, but uh, things that definitely, you know, need to be noted. So um, one is today um, that we're filming, we're filming on April 13th. And uh, today was actually um, in, well, it's crazy, it's been five years now, but five years ago today, um, the late, great Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, played his last game. Um, he dropped 60 in his final game playing at, you know, after 20 years against in Utah, the league. Right? Against Utah, um, yes. to do that at that age, after everything he's been through, to go out with the bang, I wouldn't have expected anything uh, less from Kobe. So, um, you know, continue to uh, rest in peace and... Uh, you know, his legacy is still living on and it, and, and it will continue to do so. Um, Most definitely. And the last one, I promise, is um, our boy, Eddie. So I actually got a message. Oh. Yeah, so I got, I got a message uh, this afternoon and uh, he told me that, um, that they were in the hospital and he actually just maybe about an hour ago sent me a picture and his, uh, and his beautiful baby girl, has uh, has 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 hit the earth and uh, and we welcome her and so congratulations to Eddie congratulations to uh, to his to his wife Natalie and uh, to their beautiful baby girl Naomi. Much love, congratulations, all the best. Yeah, I saw the pictures already. She's mad cute. She's mad cute. So uh, you know, blessings to her. Most definitely, I'm happy that uh, you shed a little bit of light and joy. Uh, I know it's been a rough week. Uh, not only on uh, on the pandemic level with the renewed lockdown, uh, as you know, uh, Earl Simmons DMX passed away. Uh, everybody that's been knowing us lately with the shows knows that we're definitely heavily influenced by hip hop. So when something like that, when one of our legends pass away, it uh, definitely hits home. And me being 42 of age, uh, definitely brought back a lot of memories, a lot of memories. So you're the one that actually texted me. Uh, I, I, I was anxiously looking at my phone daily to, 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 to get updates. And the fact that when you actually texted me to announce to me that he was gone, it's, it, it, was, it was a renewed feeling that I had that I've seen so many times throughout the course of the years with some of the people that we've grown accustomed to love. So. How, where were you and uh, how did you make you feel when when the announcement was announced? Yeah, well, um, I, I was at home. I, yeah, I was at home. It was, um, yeah, we were just, you know, hanging out. And uh, and then I saw it uh, online. Um, and right when I saw it, obviously, I, I, I hit you up. But, um, 
feelings wise, it was it it was already tough, right, to know from what had happened a couple of days leading into um, the announcement. Um, you know, he had obviously a heart attack, and he was already kind of you know you're hearing all these rumors going around. He was in this you know certain states, and um, it was already kind of like okay, you know, it, it might it might happen at some point. You still don't want to believe it, but um, you know, I just hope that uh, now that he is gone. Um, you know, he can rest in peace and, uh, and hopefully, you know, um, all the love that, you know, his, his family's been kind of probably getting in, in the last couple of days is helping them, um, through these tough times. I know, you know, the most, me- you can send a million messages and it still won't, um, you know, heal all wounds, but, uh, I hope that at least eases some of the pain, um, as, as they go through it. My first reaction, honestly, was to go back to every classic interview I've seen from DMX, and and he has a couple of classic ones. Uh, Breakfast Club was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what is it about celebrities and why certain ones connect more than others. Uh, I, I think that it goes back to our childhood and all the memories that we've had with those celebrities and dmx was definitely a man of the people and you couldn't help to feel emotions when it comes to x because one of the realest in the game definitely with all the flaws that he had he never made any excuses about any flaws that he had and he he lived his life truthfully and in front of everybody and it's it's to be commanded no matter what demons that he had you know what I think um, happens with certain celebrities, like you said, that like when something like this happens, it really hits home. Is in in society in general, there's a lot of fluff, you know, and so there's certain people that like even if we don't actually know them personally, you can just feel like and and understand how real they are, and 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 that's what connects with you, right? And so when you have people like DMX and obviously you know what happened with Nipsey a couple of years ago um it's like losing a friend right because they were part of your story you know in in different ways you would in whatever mood you're in you were doing something and you were listening to their music and they and and right. what they were saying in those in in those lyrics were, were were touching you and so when something happens to them you know obviously something uh you know sad like this i i just think it's yeah it's like losing one of your homies man think about all the years that has passed by, whether it's Nipsey, whether it's Prince, whether it's Michael, there's always a story when it comes to each individual that brings you back to certain parts of your livelihood and that makes you feel like that you're connected and that, that you know them. I think that that's where it really connects. And the first thing that I thought about is when he passed away is every experience that I had that involved X. Like it felt like almost close to a family member. It brought me back to the era of 98, 99, and what I was doing personally and the people that I was around evolved around that time is what they were doing as well. That's that's the first thing that it brought me back. That being said, if, if you don't mind me asking, what's the first story that comes to mind on your end when it comes to DMX, since we're on the subject? So I would say that when, when DMX came out, that's probably around the exact time that um, that I was really listening to to like my choice of music for the first time. So like I like growing up with uh, with you know my, my sister and just other people like in our circle, um, hip hop was a popular 
genre of music that they listen to. And so I kind of gravitated to that. But you kind of just listen to what they're listening to. And, and, you know, Big Pun and some of these other artists, they definitely put me on. But DMX was one of the first ones where, like, I found him for myself. And, um, and I was a calm kid. But when I listened to X, like, there was this, like, adrenaline that I got, you know, because he had this, like, aggressive persona, but it was, like, in a cool way, right? Where it was, like, yo, this guy, this guy's, this guy's sick, you know? And, um, one of the first albums that I ever got was, was a DMX album. And, um, I used to bump that like crazy. I'm not in the house, so I had to do that very low key because, uh, you know, there's a little bit of cussing in there that wasn't allowed in the household. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that was just like, it just, it, there was something about when I listened to X that like I just walked around with a little bit more confidence every time I did. So that's that's the first thing that comes to mind that you know when I think of like when I listen to DMX for the first time. First thing that comes to mind on my end is as you know, I'm a little bit older than you, not the big bro to situation, but that's the reality. I got a little bit more grades as you could see. So at the time when DMX had come out, I was right in the mix of my artistry. I was full-blown artist mode. I was taking uh, non-stop trips from Montreal to New York. I have a lot of friends uh, in New York that pretty much had connections to different clubs, uh, different uh, music execs. So to try to sell my music, to try to create a certain kind of buzz, I constantly made trips over to Brooklyn and try to make things happen. And I remember one of my uh, boys over there, the barber, my barber in Brooklyn, his name is Clay. I was telling about how I feel cannabis because cannabis was a newcomer on the scene as well. And DMX was right on par with him coming out at the same time. And he told me, listen, cannabis, all that fancy mumbo jumbo dictionary type of rapping is cool, but he has no story. DMX is a person of the people. Trust me, when he's going to come out, you're not going to feel anything like him. I'm like, you sure? Cannabis at the time had a certain record going against LL. I'm sure you recall called Second Red Knockout. Yeah. He, he had more of a buzz. Next thing you know, there's a video that comes out called Get At Me, Dog. Uh, you're a little bit too young. There was a club in New York, which I was actually privileged to go to, which is called The Tunnel. You literally see the videos in black and white. You see X on stage with a bunch of bodyguards and a bunch of people in the back. Actually, the front bodyguard that you see in the video is the cousin of actually one of my best friends over there. Uh, shout out to Bolo, Patrick. You know who you are. So if you're watching this, slow, let him know that I gave him a shout out. He's actually the bodyguard that's right next to DMX. So that actually gave me even more of a familiar bond, knowing that I had people that were close to him. And that's literally front in front of the video. And that's actually one of Hype Williams' first video that he actually filmed. So the That's first crazy. thing that comes to X, it comes to that. I also have a second story when it comes to X. My first Miami trip that I took, which was totally out of the blue. We never planned to go to Miami. We had a car. We were literally four friends. We actually got to New York. The traffic was so bad to New York. And we were actually discussing how we had two weeks on vacation. Why don't we just go to Miami? Funny enough, we're not even packed to go to Miami. We pull a Yui on the FDR and go straight to Miami. We, we drive the cross state from North Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, straight to Miami. And that was at the time where Rough Riders Anthem was playing in every car. 
And I had met a dude in Miami, which his name is Chico, which we known back, back from our childhood that we randomly met over there. He had a drop top. And right after the club, three o'clock in the morning, speeding all across the highway, bumping Rough Riders Anthem. That's the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to DMX. I have my boy Steve listening to Montreal. I know he could testify to this story. We actually talked about that this weekend. And my boy Jerry as well. That's crazy. That's uh Yeah. Childhood, man. Time flies. That's ninety eight. We're already in twenty twenty one. Who would have known that's twenty three years already? Yeah, and you know, that's like ninety eight, ninety nine, like DMX was the MVP of hip hop at that time. Like Jay Z was just coming out, reasonable doubt it dropped and you know, Big Get just passed and all these things, and DMX was like that that, that, he was that, a, that he was the energy that people needed after you know Biggie and and those things were happening. You know what I mean? I know Eminem was at that time, but like DMX was on par and he could go toe to toe with essentially anybody in the game at that at that time. He was ahead of Jay Z at this time. At this time, Jay Z had just brokered a deal with uh, with Rockefeller. Hard Knock Life was coming out more or less around the same time. Then uh, It's Dark and Hell Is Hot, and then Flesh of My Flesh subsequently came out on the same year. X practically saved the company Dev Jam. I'm sure that I'm not saying anything new to some of the people that are listening to us, but do your Googles. Like at the pace that DMX was selling at the time for an artist right off the bat, back to back, two albums in one year, it was unheard of. Jay-Z wasn't even on that radar. It's literally years later as X began to lose momentum that Jay-Z kept doing his thing. But before DMX was anointed the next Tupac, if you do your researches and you Google, if you looked at some music articles, everybody was anointing X as the new Tupac based off some of his life story, the way people felt his emotion, and he was a man of the people. He literally had heavy influence on the culture. He started a whole movement with the bikes uh, at the time. Uh, black people was even in on motorcycle clubs like that. Like he literally brought a movement. Uh, the biker jackets. It's it was literally a scene like no other. If if you were there, wow, it was something to behold. Yeah, and like, you know, obviously with time I become a scholar of hip-hop, but like, you know, so I, I've learned that like Tupac did movies and I've, you know, watched all these things. But when DMX, like I said, that was kind of like my first artist that I really looked up to and and and, and, and drew to. Um, you know, this guy was a megastar. He did, he did movies, you know, <laughs> like not a lot of people. I was telling somebody about that the other day. Uh, you know, he was in he was in two movies that I've seen. But um, bringing it back to his music, because obviously that's that's what touched us the most. You know, obviously you said Rough Riders Anthem. Obviously, that was one of the biggest hits. What was your what was your like low key joint from 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 DMX that you just bumped all the time? Slipping. 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 Yeah. I like emotions. As you know, I'm a cancer, right? Where we get into our emotions sometimes, and I like records that make me think. Uh, X wasn't always the most lyrical, but he was the most uh, emotional, impactful, truthful, somewhat like Tupac. Always not the most complicated when it comes to rhyme patterns. It's not a music podcast, but if we want to go a little bit more into depth, uh, the reason why I felt X before anything was straight up emotion and you felt like the raw passion, whether it's like who preyed on records before, you know what I mean? Like he, he kept no secrets. He was totally tra transparent, raw, and I always appreciate people like that. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, one thing that I want to touch on, because let us I don't want to call it the unfortunate thing, but one of the things that 
in a way kind of bothers me when when something like this happens where 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 we lose a great one is like all the love that's being shown and i appreciate i love the the fact that like us we're sharing these stories and you know but one thing that i like and we're we're no different like all of us are included in in what i'm going to say is like we got to remember to like you know show the love to these people while they're still here you know because one thing about whether you're a celebrity or just a regular you know person is you never know what what demons we're fighting in our personal life you know and when you are fighting you know certain demons in our lives you can feel alone you can feel like there's there's nobody around you there's you're just all by yourself and so it just always makes me think about like man if we would have just showed this type of energy this type of love when these people were here maybe it would help them feel like they're not alone and they can overcome some of those things that they were going through in their lives and some of it you know undoubtedly is 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 you you can't um you can't change anything but you never know right and i i think that uh, all the love that's being shown and and all the love that will continue to be shown um i appreciate it but i just wish that you know we start doing that before it's too late you know what i mean what i've come to learn over uh, personal experiences and especially over recent experiences that two of the biggest life lessons come in life and in death we learn when our kids are being born and unfortunately we learn as well when we lose our loved ones and unfortunately with the rat race and with everything that goes on and all the distractions that we have whether it's our uh personal uh items money uh personal ambition we kind of get lost in the sauce so it's easy to forget uh, to stay centered and appreciate everything that we have and we love and especially the moment because yeah it's life is short and we never know what happens because we don't control nothing. It's God's will at the end of the day. And that brings me to, you You just said it, right? Life is short. And I think that when you see these things happen, they're reminders that while you're here, whatever you're going through, whatever you are thinking about or wish you can do in life, whether that's uh, professionally, whether that's you know a relationship with someone, whatever it is the advice that i can give is just go for it because like you just said life is short you never know when it's going to get cut and you know with with there's with how short life is there's no point in in not just going for whatever it is you want to pursue if there's somebody that you're interested in ask them out if there's a job that you really wish you can kind of get into Maybe you need a degree for it. Go get the degree. Go apply for it. Get the job. If you want to start a business, which obviously is one of the main talking points of our whole podcast, is you know how to be an entrepreneur, how to how to have your own you know assets, own things to your you know in your own name. Go for it, right? And whatever way you you have to get it, whether it's um, you know studying something or just you know, networking with people and, 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 and taking a little bit of information from everybody around you, whatever way you got to do it, just, just go for it. There's no point in holding back. The life we live is one time and we got to make the most of it. So, um, I think, I just think that's important for people to know. Very well said. I think what gets, uh, in a way of a lot of people, pride has a lot to do with it. Ego is another. 
And those are two things that can hold a heavy burden, but are useless when it's good to have pride in, in a sense of who you are, your family, but there's, we all know the expression foolish pride, right? So there's certain things that shouldn't let you get on hold, let you get in the way. And pride is definitely one of it. It's, it's, it's not worth it. Time flies by much too quickly for that to get in the way. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, I'll be very transparent when I say this, um, we don't want to just be all serious with what we talk about on this podcast. Um, but we also don't want to just joke around all the time either, because sometimes that's what we do, right? We cover up what's actually happening in our lives with a little bit of, of, of laughter. We, we, we kind of put this blanket over the reality of what we're going through. And sometimes you got to take that blanket off and just kind of face it head on and say, you know what? This is, these are my struggles. Um, this is where I feel defeated. This is where I feel like, um, I'm kind of alone. And that mental health, and I said it, um, you know, I think on, on the first episode, it's a real thing. And especially now, you know, for people that are in, you know, certain regions, uh, whether you're in the States or, or in Canada, um, you know, being, being at home, it's, it's, it's taken a toll on us. So just, just use it to, to, to do something exciting for yourself, right? And it doesn't have to be, like I said, a job. It could just be, you know, connecting with a, with an old friend or connecting with somebody that you've wanted to kind of get to know more, whatever it is, who cares? If you got to know, you got to know at least. At so least Jay, I- let, 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 let me ask you, we, we, we keep each other with our day to day, right? So we, we know we've been holding it down for this whole past year, year and a half. I'm losing time. What have you been doing? Cause I know you good. I'm good. So empty advices about actions that we've been doing. Maybe let's share what you've been up to and what I've been up to like to, keep your head above water so um interesting enough um we we definitely and and obviously we know each other well um we talk every day um for anybody that's tuning in to what we say we really do practice what we preach and the first um bit of proof of that is to answer your question in the last year i've really come to terms with the fact that i just can't work for someone not because um I'm not capable of, of, of going into an office or wherever and reporting to an individual, but I just really want to be my own boss. And so in, in the last little bit, uh, and I'm almost done, I'm actually, uh, I, t- I took up um, becoming a real estate agent. So I'm actually about to be licensed and it's something that um, I'm excited to do. Like I've been selling for, for many years and I said to myself, like, why don't I just do it on my terms? You know, why don't I just be my own boss in, in how I do that? And so um, I've already kind of incorporated the whole name, got the logo set up. So that's one of the things I've been doing. And um, another thing is uh, I've kind of started a couple side businesses that have been going well. It's actually kept me uh, busy throughout, you know, the last year. So I read this, this article um, maybe, I don't know how long ago, but just talking about different streams of income and not putting all your eggs in one basket. And that's one thing that's really um, resonated with me is that is that one thing that I read and and I've tried to really live by that. So I've just, you know, tried to put my my efforts into different things and not just settle on one. And uh, and, and it's worked out. It's, it's not all the way there, but that's what greatness and success is about. It's always a work in progress. But at least I have a direction of, of what I want to do. And, uh, and that's what's kind of kept me busy during these times. What about you? Same here. 
one project after the other. Uh, one I've dealt with uh, the most important thing, which is family. Uh, I'm not going to get too more into details, but the first thing that I wanted to cement over the past year is uh, the relationship that I had with family and take advantage of every moment that I can with my loved ones. Uh, that keeps me very centered and happy. And to remind myself of everything that's going on in the world and that no matter what I'm going through personally, that everybody's going through everything in their life. Like your situation is not necessarily worse than the other. So I'm always uh, well-centered around that way and remind myself how blessed I am. Uh, I make a great living for myself. Uh, I have different side businesses, different uh, projects that I'm attacking. So no matter what else is going on around me that might be negative, I always focus on the positive. And for everybody that knows me, I'm the type of person that always looks at the glass half full instead of half empty. So knowing thyself is very some is something that is very important. So when you know who you are, you know what you need to work on, and you know what also you could use to your advantage. So that's that's pretty much what I've been doing to to keep myself centered and happy, no matter what's been going on in my life. Yeah, and when we started telling each other about the um, kind of side businesses that we were doing, I think one of the cool things about that con those conversations was just the excitement. Like I'm excited to tell you when something's you know like like what what I have going on is is happening, and with when you tell me what's going on, I'm excited for you. You know what I mean? I think that's the type of energy that people need to have around them. Is like if you don't have people around you that are rooting for you, you know, that are happy for your for your dreams. They don't need to be in your circle. Cut you them gotta out. Cut the grass so you could see the snakes. Yeah, straight <laughs> Keep up. your circle small. That's that's the best way. When there's too many people around you, it's hard to block out the noise. So as you get older, that's something that I've come to learn is that the smaller your circle is, actually the stronger your circle is. It it, it allows you to block out any distractions. Personally, that's what I've come to notice over the years. When you're young, you always want to be out and about, have a lot of people around you. But as you get older, you, you recognize that you just need some good, positive people in your life. Who you have around you is definitely going to help you progress. That's that's one thing that I could uh, give an advice to people that is looking for some form of direction, young or old. And I'm glad that you said that, like throwing it back to what our mentality was when we were younger to where we're at now. Um, yes, sir. I see where you're going with this. Being, you know, scholars of, 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 of hip hop and and uh, one of the you know big terms in in the game is being an OG, and um, I want to ask. It doesn't you, stand for old guy. Oh, it, okay, cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it definitely doesn't stand for old guy. But um, just kind of throwing it to you, um, were there any OGs you know as you were growing up that you kind of looked up to? And one hundred percent. You know what type of impact did they have back then, and how is it kind of translated to stick with you? as you've gotten older to where you're at now? It's crazy. I actually had a conversation with my boy, Jerry. Shout out to Jerry. Uh, since, unfortunately, we were speaking about DMX's passing, it brought us back to memory lane, and we were actually speaking about some of the OGs that we had in our life. I was blessed to have, uh, because of my big brother, he, he brought like some of his friends that actually had uh, an impact on my life as well. And small world is my brother's friends ended up to have younger brothers that ended up being my friends. So we all ended up being in a tight niche, a tight circle. 
And I'm from a neighborhood in the Montreal called the West Island. Uh, always positive. So one thing that I know about my OGs is they always kept a fresh outfit. They always lo love to have fun. They always love music, uh, working out, sports. So that's all I had on my end growing up is that, that element. So I've never seen anything negative. And if they had anything negative going on, I've never seen it. Uh, it always felt good also that I had kind of like all the muscle behind me knowing that if I had or my friends also made a wrong decision or to decide to took a wrong turn is that we had the OGs, you know, and people know about the OGs that, ah, uh, okay, if you want a problem with them, you might have a problem with who they rocking with also. So that's something that is muchly appreciated and I never took for granted. So everybody that's listening out there and that's in my life and that played a big factor in that and always had me at the right, right direction, whether it was my brother and my, my older statements, good looking out to them because I've never seen anything negative in my life growing up, and that had a big impact on who I am today. Uh, one thing that I would have loved on a different note, more on an entrepreneurial level, as, that I, as I got older, I would have loved to have uh, a business mentor to show me different things, but it was a different era then. Before, it was mostly have fun, live life, travel, this, that, but if, if one thing that I would have loved is to see more independence when it came to the business end of things but there's a time and a place and god never gives you anything that you're not ready for so i've i've come to appreciate that and not regret anything so go go looking out for my ogs y'all never let me wrong yeah absolutely you know what i mean there uh if uh if you're if you're surrounding yourself from time with the right people um it's it's like it's like free school man it's you're just you're just picking their brain and let them just that's a great, you know what I mean? Let them just teach. A great you. way of looking at it. Yeah, 100%. Like in sales, you, you're mostly able to get a deal by letting the client talk than you talking yourself. And that's what I tell my son every day. You learn more by shutting up. And that's exactly when I kept it moving around big people, around people that were anywhere between five to seven years older than me. I didn't have my place talking. So I just soaked everything in and I. And I was happy that I was soaking up game, whether it was fashion, music, ladies, everything. I was just happy to be around and enjoy the vibes. No doubt, man. How about you? I know as a as as a youth, you were in Toronto. I was in Montreal. Any stories before we segue into Under the Bus about any uh, OGs in your life? So this show is by no means politically correct, because to answer your question, I wanted to be a gangster. Straight up. That's the first thing that I wanted to do when I was younger. <laughs> I wanted to be a gangster. And it was because of the people I hung out with. I hung out with people that were much older than me. And, so there you go. And, um, and they were, you know, people of the streets. Um, as I kind of spent time with them, I realized that it wasn't so much about uh, this persona that we were, you know, portraying ourselves to be. But it was the mindset that came behind it. So obviously, in that world, you know, there's certain things that can be put in a gray area with how you go about acting in society. But one of the things that really resonated with me is um, just making sure that you hold a demeanor where no matter who you're conversing with, 
you're respected. Why you're respected is because you don't speak anything false. You are as real as they come. You're as true as they come. And you don't let anybody or anyone or anything intimidate you. And you keep yourself level-headed. And that's something that I've you know, kind of always carried uh, with me. Um, I've always been around environments where going into a certain space, whether it was work or, or whatever the case, I was one of the young guys. And um, I never let that kind of be the reason why I wasn't going to be respected. If anything, it made me, and we touched about, you know, this with, uh, with Crystal in a different light about kind of just having a chip on your shoulder. Um, it, it made me just kind of work that much harder so that people knew that they needed to respect me, not because I wanted it, but because, um, I was earning it. And, uh, and I live by that to this day. So that's why, like, I feel like I still continue to surround myself with, it's not even an age thing, but it's a mentality. Like if you're not somebody that's um, that that's really um, standing behind their word, whatever that word might be, I don't want to associate myself with you if it's not real. Any lessons that comes to mind that that came from an elder statement? Um, I would say that um, don't uh, don't second guess yourself, right? Um, one thing that I saw in my upbringing is a lot of people living in regret. A lot of people kind of looking back and saying, man, I wish I, um, I wish I would have done things differently. And in seeing, um, unfortunately, some of other people's kind of failures, it, and me being a, a person who observes everything and loves to just continue to retain new information and, 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 and have wisdom added to me. Um, it was something where I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm never going to just think about something and not go all the way for it, which is why I said that before, because living in regret, there's just not enough time for that. So that's, that's one thing I always kept with me. Definitely. Regret is never going to get you anywhere. Definitely. Definitely. That's, that's my word. I'm making it into a t-shirt. And the reason why I say it so much is so, so you know that I'm 100% sure about what I'm saying all the time. And I stand by everything. That's my opinion. So definitely regret will never get you anything. Uh, on that word, I want to segue into the last segment of our episode for the week. Uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in. It's not the most optimal conditions that we have for the week, but we still want to uh, give you those real life conversations. So on that note, uh, we got a couple more weeks of this, and then we'll be back to our humble abode. Uh, so let me lean into Underbus for the week. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, we all know what's been going on in the U.S., uh, and especially in Minnesota with the George Floyd trial. And unfortunately, uh, this week, another senseless uh, killing has happened. Uh, beautiful 20-year-old child and i'm saying child because in the states you're not even 21 you're not even considered uh, of age yet you can't even buy alcohol so at 20 years old you're just a child and unfortunately a sense of life was taken uh, by an officer uh, of 25 years of experience that i don't even know the difference between a taser and and a handgun uh for a small traffic violation uh, i don't want to get into the whole cop situation this is not a whole political uh, segment, but definitely there's no coincidence in everything that's going on right now. 
uh, reform is something that needs to be definitely, definitely revised. So, yeah, under the bus goes to the whole uh, Minnesota Police Department. Yeah, and um, obviously our, our thoughts and prayers go to, to the family. And um, you know what? Um, again, sometimes the episode might not be that joking around feel that you were looking for, but life isn't always this week. life isn't always about just uh, about just joking around. We got to touch on these subjects. Why? Because if we don't, then these things are going to continue to happen. And we by no means feel that we are on this grand scale of, of a platform where we have this huge following. Eventually, we will. That's the goal. But if everybody who has the um, intention to kind of speak and, and, and release their videos and, 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 and some of their art the way that we are, everybody should be talking about this type of stuff because um, it's, just, it's just sickening, right? At this point, we've seen it too much over the course of all of our lives. Um, we haven't touched on even um, all the Asian hate that's been happening. And that's a whole other thing that all I will say to that is, you know, we stand behind the Asian community as well. Um, black lives have always mattered. They always will matter. And uh, it's just another um, example of, of just ignorance and, um, and shame from people who uh, look at this, you know, color of your skin and, and define you by that in, 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 in a negative way. And it just... I can't believe that in 2021, we're still talking about this under the bus. Uh, listen, if I could put you under a plane under a bus, I would throw you even more. So let's let's wrap it up. Hopefully next week we'll uh, have an opportunity to speak under different circumstances and better circumstances. But like life, we got to cover the good with the bad. On that note, we appreciate y'all and love y'all. Peace. Peace.